All right, everybody, welcome back into the Auburn Live show, the Auburn Live football show. Appreciate everybody for joining us. I am Justin Hokinson. With me, as always, is Cole Pinkston. What's up, Cole? How you doing? What's up, man? Uh, I'm trying to think of how I'm going to answer some of your questions today. I don't know how. <laughs> well, we'll just we'll just we'll we'll figure it out in the next thirty minutes or so. We'll 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 figure out what's going on for sure. Um, yep. um, all right, before we get into this. Let's do a quick shout-out to the show sponsor, Session Cocktails, downtown Auburn, right there on Magnolia Avenue. Um, great place to go get some drinks, some happy-hour drinks on the weekend. Session Cocktail, right next to Taco Mama. Um, had a drink there on Friday night. Um, slammed, man. They were slammed. Um, big line outside. On the weekends, they do, or on Friday nights for sure, maybe Thursday nights, but on Friday nights, they do uh, – they do a couple of their signature drinks out outside. So, like, if you're waiting, you can pour a drink and stand out there. You just can't walk around downtown with it, but you can stand right there with it. Um, so if you go and there's a little bit of a wait, um, you can have a drink, stand right there, wait, you know, wait 15, 20 minutes till the booth opens up, whatever, and then pop in. So, um, Or go put your name on the list and pop over to get somewhere to eat, something like that, and then you'll get, you, can, you know, you can get on the list, you'll get a, You'll get alert, and you pop back over there and have drinks. So, um, anyway, go check them out. Session Cocktail, downtown Auburn. Great menu, great people, great environment. Um, appreciate them being a part of the show. Um, all right, Auburn loses to Ole Miss 28-21. Uh, right, on that, right on the number. I think the spread was six and a half. Um, and so it was, it was pretty close to being right on the number in terms of what Vegas thought was going to happen. Of course, Auburn got down 28-14 in that game and scored a late touchdown, um, made it a little closer. Um, yeah, I don't know, Cole. I mean, uh, you know, I mean, it's another week and another abysmal performance on offense. Um, I mean, I feel like we have talked about everything that we've seen from this offense. I mean, it's just it's just another example. It's just another game and another example of all of the things that we've seen. Um, I don't know if there's anything more glaring in this game than there have been in the others. It's the same issues. It's the same things. It's the same problems. It's the same, um, you know, uh, limitations that they have. Um, for me, the glaring things continue to be lack of pace, which we talked about last week, and I was on board with just run your stuff and just run it. If that's your offense, run it. Um, so l- lack of pace is still an issue. Quarterback rotation is still an issue. Like those two things to me are just glaring, glaring issues that you could make a decision with, and I say fix, but – you could make a with one decision you could you could alter those two things right you could either stop rotating the quarterbacks you could pick up the pace can't fix the talent you you you, you can't fix the, the the schemes right the the routes and stuff that's that's what you that's what you are you can't just start putting in a whole new passing tree necessarily um but i just don't know what their options are at offense i think this is what they are outside of Deciding to stop rotating quarterbacks um, and then adding pace back into the fold, everything else is window dressing. Like, you know what I mean? Outside of those two things, 
anything else I think they do offensively would be just smoke and mirrors like it'd be minor. Well, let's roll them out more or let's do all of that stuff would be, you know, just incremental type changes to fix a massive problem. So I don't know. That's just kind of, I don't know where you go from here with this, with this offense outside of those two things. I don't know how you could make any type of significant changes. All right. Um, all right. Three, two, one. So I have theories on this. Um, and honestly, I've sat here and I've done these, these play breakdowns and I don't know if that's even smart to do right now. I think it's smarter to try to figure out why they're going about the offense the way they are. Cause I don't, I don't think I get this question a lot from people that I talk to that I'm close with that are Auburn fans. We can't be that bad, right? You can't, nobody's that bad to where you just can't even attempt to throw the football. And I would, I would tend to agree with that. Uh, now Auburn has a lot of drops. The receivers have a lot of drops, all this routes aren't clean, this kind of stuff, but. There is a um, hesitancy to throw the football. There's a hesitancy to try to push the ball down the field and anything that might cause you to turn the ball over. My theory is, well, this is not a theory. I know that Hugh Freeze is enthralled, and I don't use that word lightly, in recruiting. Okay? Enthralled in recruiting. But that's not an excuse. No, no. It's not an excuse. It's a ridiculous excuse. I'm not trying to take up for him. I just yeah. know. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's what's going on. So I think the game plan is, hey, make sure you look like we make sure we look like we belong and don't get blown out of games. And he's scared that if he does things the way he's always done it with the RPOs and the fast tempo, there's a much higher chance of getting blown out in some of these games. With the offense, they've played the top three offenses in the SEC. He keeps saying that. I think he's saying it for a reason. So for that, I say, um, I know what you're doing. I don't agree with it. Um, but, you know, if you can if you can end up building the team the way you want to with recruiting, then good. I, I guess you, 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 you know more than me. You know more than all of us and, and how to manage that and how to build a program. So, um, but on the offensive thing, I mean, at some point <clears throat> you're going to lose anyway. So why not? <laughs> you know, that's the question I ask. Is it because you're worried about not looking like you belong in these games? This is the question that I have. That's the theory I have. Boy, I mean, that, that would be a, uh, yeah, I would just wholeheartedly disagree with that not with what you said with that approach if, if that were happening and I would think I, I I I don't I think that he's obviously he's tr- he obviously he's trying to win obviously he's trying to create a situation within a game that keeps them within striking distance to try to win the game I don't think he's going in saying I need to keep it close because I want recruits to you know to 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 to, to you know, not leave in the third quarter or something. I, I just, but even the approach of I want to keep it within striking distance. While on one hand you could say, well, isn't that the point? The point is to try to win the game, and to win the game you need to stay within striking distance. Whatever. Yeah, 
But if if but if but if your goal is to keep it close, then um, I, like I guess I go both ways. If your goal is to keep it close, then you could say, well, that's good. If you keep it close, you have a chance to win. But there's a I think there's a difference in saying I'm going to keep it close and saying, no, no, we have to win. And to beat LSU, we're going to have to score 35. Well, how are we going to score 35? We're going to have to run pace. To beat Ole Miss, we're going to have to score 30. Well, how are you going to score 30? Well, we're going to have to um, take some chances, and we're going to have to pick up the tempo a little bit. Like keeping it close is scoring 20 against Georgia or 21 against Ole Miss. You'll keep it close, you won't win. That's not that's not enough points to win. So that's the difference. They kept it close in those two games. They weren't going to win with those point totals. Um, not even against Georgia. If they don't get. I mean, let's keep in mind now. Three, so they scored one, two, three, four, five. Of the five touchdowns in those two home games, of the five touchdowns, three were set up by the defense with phenomenal field position. Three of the five in the Georgia and Ole Miss games. The offense only produced two actual touchdown drives, and both of them were against Ole Miss. So, yeah, the keeping it close thing is – is um, oh. Um, it's just, it's just, uh, I, I, I get it, but it's not good enough. It's not good enough. And look, the atmosphere was awesome. Auburn fans have done their freaking part. Sanford game was a wholesome atmosphere. Georgia, Ole Miss, place is packed. Owen, they're 0-3 in the league, and that place was packed like Auburn was a top 15. Like, that was a top 15 matchup. 0-4. Um, huh? 0-4. 0-4 now. Yeah, 0 and 4 now, and they were 0 and 3, right? Um, and so, like the, the atmosphere will be will be legit. Um, don't worry, you know, Hugh Freeze doesn't need to worry about trying to keep it close for recruits or anything like that. The atmosphere is legit. I just, I, I don't know, man, what to make of this offense. It, it's like watching two completely different offenses in one game. That's, um, what, that's exactly and, what it is. And it's and, and I, look, I don't know the answer, and 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 I would ask you freeze this question. I, I don't know if we'll get the actual answer, but I, I guess I can ask him um, if I get the opportunity. And it's like, so you've got Philip Montgomery, the offensive coordinator, and you got Hugh Freeze, who clearly has become more involved since Georgia. Um, you just watch him on the sideline; he's more animated. He's got the thing over his head. He's communicating more. He's clearly more involved. Um, in calling plays, giving direction. Um, he continues to defend the Robbie package, right? Robbie's got a package. Robbie's got to have a package. Robbie's got to have a package. By the way, that's the new buzzword that I want to throw out the window. I'm so tired of hearing package. He said package probably five times in one answer after the game. Robbie's got a package. Peyton's got a package. I thought both packages worked. I'm like, dude. Your package should be your playbook. I'm so tired of hearing about a package because um, that just sounds like a piecemeal way to go about offense, and it's atrocious. But he keeps defending the Robbie package, and it just it makes me wonder if that's his baby. Like if you let Philip Montgomery – if you said, Philip, you can do whatever you want. I think Philip's throwing Peyton Thorne out there, and I think he's running, running the offense. I wonder if Hugh is the one going, I feel like Robbie and his running ability and his athletic ability, he needs to have a, a, 
place in this thing. Mm-hmm. And I, that, like, you know what I mean? I almost feel like Philip runs the Peyton side and Hugh runs the Robbie side. And I almost wonder if they're not calling plays like that during a game, which would be wild. That, you know what I mean? Like, just, oh, Hugh, it's your possession. Hugh gets to call the Robbie plays. Philip, it's your possession. You get to call the Peyton plays. We didn't watch the um, the broadcast, but now that I've gone through and, and watched it, that is what the Joe Tessitore, I think that's who was calling the game, he said Hugh Freeze told him before the game he calls the Robbie Ashford plays. Did he? I, I didn't re- I didn't rewatch the game. I have not rewatched the game. Yeah, so I, I, I was like, I watched it once. I don't want to watch it again. Whoa. Interesting. I mean, I mean, that would make sense as to what we're watching, though, right? Wow. So that's confirmation on that. Um yeah. I'm sitting here wondering how logistically you even do that. In other words, how in the middle of a game do you go – do they communicate and go, well, hey, this is going to be a Robbie possession, or even a Robbie play? I mean, they mix quarterbacks within a drive. So how do they go, well, hey, let's put Robbie in. All right, Hugh, Hugh, Robbie's going in. This is your play. All right, Philip, I'm going to put Peyton back in. This is your play. It's probably not that cut and dry, though. I'm sure that Freeze has input on everything. I mean, he does. I know he does. I'm not sure. I know he does. I mean, look, announcers just say what they're told, just like we are with our sources and, and whatnot. Beth Moen said that they were going to address the Jarquez Hunter thing after um, after the game and the post game, and he didn't say a word about it. So, you know, they they're just going by what they're told, and, and that's part of it. But Hugh Freeze has got the ability to to say, hey, I don't want Robbie in on this drive. Hey, I don't, you know, I want Peyton in or whatever. That's on him. At the end of the day, whether he's calling the, calling the shot or not, he is the one that decides that. Um, I, I do. I want to say this though. I think I think you're you're uh, flirting with danger here if you're Hugh Freeze and you're doing this. And let's just say we're right. I mean, he may watch this and go, "You guys are idiots, man. Y'all know what, what you're talking about." I don't know. We can only theorize at this point because. Um, we don't have answers, <laughs> okay? We have to have theories because it is so confusing about what's going on. I think um, you better watch out is all I can say because you're going to need the Auburn fan base to help you recruit, and right now they're pissed at you. And they have a right to be because it's very clear that you're scared to do certain things and you're not doing it the way that's gotten you here. <clears throat> Now, at the same time, he started the season. There, now, there are two sides of this coin. I really believe that. He started the season by saying, hey, I have got to take a totally different approach with this job. Everything's different now. The world is different. When I was at Ole Miss years ago, it wasn't the same. And I can tell you from covering recruiting, it's gotten ridiculous. It's out of hand, what's going on with NIL and all this stuff. It's, it's out of hand. And there's no stopping it. It's like a railroad train. You can't do anything about it. So he is taking a different approach, and we will see if that's the right approach. It seems weird right now, but I don't have an answer long-term, and I don't think he does either, but he believes this is the best move right now. Now, I thought Jay Head made an excellent point, our affiliate there, Jay Head. Uh, you are through the ringer of your schedule. You got Mississippi State coming up. You got Vandy. You got um, Arkansas, who is up and down. Winnable games. You got more winnable games. 
does he change his approach in these games? Possibly. I wouldn't be shocked at all if that happened. What would the why, why? What would you change? Why would you change your approach? You'd start throwing the ball more. You'd start doing some of the things that you you prefer to do. Because you think you're more evenly matched. That's what he keeps saying every week. Hey, we're not evenly matched with this team, so you know. So I wouldn't be shocked if he started doing that more. I would be more shocked if he kept doing what he's doing with these opponents coming up. Because uh, I think these games are winnable. But it is interesting that talking to people in the building a year ago about recruiting with Harson, when, when the Harson regime was in full go and there was no questioning it, they were like, guys, I mean, they were telling us as recruiting, me and Jeffrey Lee, hey, um, we're on the level of Vandy and Mississippi State right now. That's where we're at roster-wise. And you're missing an entire 2021 class. Almost the whole 2020 class is not here. Makes you go, okay, maybe they actually are. Yeah, you got some pieces, but, man, there there are some real glaring things there that it makes it go, that make you go, how do you even work around that? How do you even work around that? I would say two, th- two things can be true at once. <clears throat> Auburn's talent is not where it is, where it needs to be. And what we're what we're watching on offense uh, is on is on the coaching staff. Like I think both of those can be true. Auburn needs better wide receivers. I thought they had the talent there, but they clearly don't. I mean, it's I kind of go back and forth on that. Even sometimes I'm, I look at Jay Fair and I go, well, hold on, Jay Fair is a talented kid. He's got speed. He's well built. Jay Fair's got ability. Javaris Johnson's got ability. You know, Camden. I'm like, I'm like, there's ability there. I, I've watched enough football to look at a guy and go, there's a, there's a, there's potential, there's capabilities there. But then you watch the game and you're like, there's the no separation, no prayer, no shot, nothing. I mean, Rivaldo's the only guy who can get open, and that's because he's huge, and he can box out a defender. I mean, watching some of the routes they run, it was like run five yards and just turn around. <laughs> and they're completely blanketed. Yep. So I, I, you know, I, I'm gonna. So I go back and forth on that. I think schemes are weird on that. On, on, I think their schemes are odd, and I also think you're lacking some ability to get open. And I don't know that whole receiver issue is is a mess. But clearly the the, the consistency and the talent isn't there. But I also think schemes are an issue. If you took Jay Fair and you put him in another scheme, you can't tell me Jay Fair couldn't get open. Like the kid, that that dude's not. Untalented. It just. Um, well, we're gonna we're gonna get some answers on that, Justin, because there's gonna be some guys that hit the portal, <laughs> and they're gonna yeah. do it at other places. That's true. I mean, Tavares Dawson, you know, goes to Colorado. Like, is he is he a is he a world beater? No, but he goes somewhere that and he's making a few plays. Like, so anyway. Um, but me, I think both. I think yeah. Go ahead. Let me point out the first drive real quick with Robbie Ashford. Uh, I have you know, detailed that entire drive, there were two times that they ran a concept, a passing concept that looked more like what they started the year with, more like what you would see at the Cal game when Peyton Thorne wouldn't let go of the ball and these kind of things. They gave Robbie Ashford a shot at this offense, at Philip Montgomery's offense, it looked like. Switch concept. Uh, You know, you had the shallow, skinny wheel, whatever you want to call it, and and they had some things that that were a little more complex 
the the play that I go back to is Robbie Ashford holding on to the ball when he's got three, not one, not two, but three receivers flashing open on a post wheel from the tight ends. The post comes open, safety's way, way over the top. Um, after that closes off and the backer kind of goes with that, then there's a little wheel behind it that's open. Robbie doesn't throw it at that one either. And he's got a hitch by Coy Moore that's got a corner with five-yard separation. So did they see that and go, all right, I, I said this on the Colin show, but it kind of like you've seen the longest yard, right, with Adam Sandler? Yeah. The Brucey guy. He's like, mm-hmm. I can be quarterback. He throws it, and he goes, all right, you know, you can't be quarterback. Sit down. <laughs> it's almost like they took it like that. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that's how they approached it. Hey, all right, we gave it to you. You can't do it. Sit down. We're going to do what you do. <sighs> yeah. I, I mean, just it's – I'm. I've had enough – I mean, Robbie's not the answer. I've had enough talking about Robbie, honestly. Um, it's so obvious. It's so obvious. Um, he just – he wants to run it. He's going to drop back, and he's going to look to run it. Um, and then, and then, and then, or, or, you know, right there before halftime, he's going to get back there and he's just going to launch it when there's a safety play in center field. Um, and that's partly Robbie's fault. That play, that's partly the, 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 the play design also was, didn't make a lot of sense because if you're going to have a guy running a deep post route, you better have something on the other side occupying the safety. You have to have something else. You, to, 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 so the safety, so the safety's eyes go somewhere else so that deep posts can work. You can't just run a deep post with nothing else on the other side running underneath, nothing else down the, the, where the safety has to go try to pick up that guy, and then now your deep post is open. You can't just run a deep post into a safety and think. So the scheme, the play, that play design's odd anyway, but then the, the, the decision to throw it was, was I, I, I don't know. I, they, they may, maybe they told him, hey, if it's there, take a take a shot. And Robbie clearly had made up his mind. He just launched it. Um, so Robbie's not the answer. I will say that to my – I'll go to the grave. And nobody cares what I think, but I've said it for a few weeks now. Peyton Thorne's your quarterback. Run tempo. Run tempo. Run RPO stuff. Bring Robbie in inside the 20, maybe 25 if you want to run some short yardage. He scored a touchdown against Georgia. Do that, but between the 20s, it's Peyton's show. Run some tempo, run some RPO stuff, let him get comfortable, let him get some urgency, and run your offense. You saw the Cal, the, the, the last touchdown against Cal. That was an urgent situation. It was a hurry-up situation. Peyton Thorne leads them down. They score a touchdown. You saw against Ole Miss. Was Ole Miss playing back a little bit? Sure. But two straight drives against Ole Miss at the end of that game they moved the they moved the football because there was some urgency, a little bit of tempo, spread it out. They needed to move the football. They weren't being conservative, and and he let him down. And the touchdown, I mean, the end of the pick Peyton threw was a really good throw. I kind of don't like Caleb Burton and how he had, and how he handled that. I thought if you're a receiver and the ball's in the air, it's your ball. I don't like how Caleb Burton sort of was trying to basket catch that, like like wait for it to fall into your arms. A DB is going to knock that down. You got to, to me, if you're a receiver, you have to go make a play. I didn't like how he sort of just tried to track it and hope that it just sort of fell in the breadbasket. I thought he allowed the corner and he allowed the safety to come over and go high point the ball. I thought you had a quarterback that put put up. That was a pretty good pass. 
I mean, he took a chance, but it was a, it was a pretty good ball. Um, if Caleb Burton tracks that thing and goes up and competes for it, maybe he makes the catch, but he certainly isn't picked off. Um, and then, of course, they go right down and they score a touchdown after that. So I, that's where I am. Is Peyton Thorne perfect? No. But I do think he's you're going to get the best of him when you when you create some take him out of his head, create some urgency, run a little bit of tempo. When things aren't there, he's got the athletic ability to pull. You saw that against Ole Miss too, where it wasn't there, and he can pump fake and he maneuvers past the defender, and then he runs for seven or eight yards. He's got the athletic ability to make something happen when the receivers aren't open, um, and a play breaks down too. So I, that's just where I'm at, and I guess they're not going to do it. They're just never going to run tempo because they don't want to hurt the defense, and they don't want – I don't know. And maybe they will the next three games. Maybe they'll go, well, look, we're not facing LSU, Georgia, and Ole Miss offensively. So I think our defense can hang if they got to play a few more plays. Maybe that happens. Um, I'd like to see a commitment to it. And don't don't run – don't go three and out running tempo and go, well, that didn't work. No, no. If you're going to commit to it, commit to it. If you're going to do it, do it. Because, yeah, there will be some of that. There will be some quick three and outs. And you go, oh, gosh, that was quick. There will be some of that. But the, but it, but, but it's, it's a balancing act. Tempo, will it'll help you, too. It'll create other opportunities. It's, it's something you've got to stick with. You can't just pick and choose when you do it. Um, it it's going to be tough to do it that way. But I don't know. I don't know. The other question I would love to know from Hugh Freeze, and this one he probably definitely isn't going to answer, honestly, because it doesn't really benefit him to – and I say that I don't know. I don't. I don't even know the answer. But what do Robbie and Peyton think right now about rotating in and out? I I think at this point, neither one of them can be happy. Neither one of them can be happy with what's going on. I mean, I watched Peyton Thorne. I think I mentioned it to you. He got sacked. I think it was third quarter. Robbie was in. They brought Peyton Thorne in on like a third down. He gets sacked. He gets thrown down hard. He popped up so quick and ran to that sideline, and it was almost like – it wasn't like a running to the sideline like let's get off the field. It was like he was pissed. He got, he got, he got brought in on a third down. He gets sacked, and it's like he ran off the field so that he didn't, like, throw the ball or yell at a coach or a play. Like, he was so pissed, and he's a good character kid. He got on the sideline, watched him a little bit, you know, and he kind of dapped a few guys up, but – he was so quick to the sideline, almost like, this is ridiculous. I just got put in on third down. I got thrown on my head right back to the sideline. I mean, it was, it, was, it, was, it was almost a way of, let me get over here before I show a lot of frustration. Yeah, he, he showed a lot of different body language, uh, I thought, too. And he's frustrated. He should be. Uh, everybody should be on the offensive side if you're a player because, I mean, I, I really do believe everything is in the in the mind of recruiting right now. So what does that mean? The back half of the schedule, winning these games, probably good for recruiting. I think they will change it up a little bit. Uh, if you lose those games, you know, recruiting probably takes a hit, I would think, if you lose them all. Uh, then again, we are in a different world, and, uh, and I, I really want to stress that. But uh, I, I think you see maybe a little more tempo. I think you see maybe a little more thorn. Uh, this is just predictions that probably are wrong because we have no possible way of predicting anything with this offense right now. Um, but, you know, I, I will say again, it is a dangerous line you're, you're teetering on if you're Hugh Freeze, I think, because 
I think you're 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 at risk of of getting, um, you know, players catching wind. Hey, everything you do is for recruiting. You don't care about us, kind of thing. These are the things uh, in today's college football you have to worry about a little bit. Unfortunately, it used to not be that way. You used to could do it how you wanted to do it, and nobody questioned you. And then if you're winning, then everybody's happy. Um, <clears throat> but this is where we're at, and and you got to figure out how to attack your your team and how to how to talk to them and how to make them happy at the same time as making recruits happy. And it's a very delicate and difficult balance. Uh, so it just seems so uncharacteristic to watch him do these things. But I, I do think, you know, knowing that your opponent is lesser than what you've been going against will help you open up the offense. And what you really need, if you're an Auburn fan going, please, just please show us what you used to do. Like, even if it doesn't work, I just want to see it. I want to see it in action. I think the best thing for that is him getting embarrassed. And I think I think losing the Ole Miss like that, not being able to throw the ball, all this was pretty embarrassing. So let him get embarrassed and then let him go, you know, I do have to win some games here. That's got to happen. I've got to throw the football to be able to do that. Here we go. So I, I don't know how to predict anything, honestly. I, I'm trying to do that, but, I, you know, I hope that's what they do. I'd like to see it too. Thought he, I thought he was a good play caller, even at Liberty. So, yeah, I, I think so. Somebody asked me that on Twitter during the game. I, I think Hugh Freeze is a good play caller instinctively. Like I don't, I, I think he's got some abilities there. Like he clearly does. I mean, he's got a resume there. Um, I don't know, man. Um, you 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 keep mentioning doing stuff for recruiting, and. Uh, I know you're, 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 it's a theory. It's not on you. It's like if that's if that were true, it would blow my mind. That is insane. Run your stuff. That's crazy. So, so you're running an offense that's not really your offense because you want to kind of keep games close, so that you can then tell recruits, look how close we are. You can sell anything to recruits. You can go get beat thirty-five-seven. You can sell the same thing. Guys, look, we need players. We need players. You, but you've got to run your stuff. If I'm a recruit, I'm watching that offense going, you didn't just lose. That's your scheme? Wait, that's your scheme? I thought your scheme was tempo and, like, taking shots. If I'm a player, I'm going, well, they ran fast and they take shots. They just need better players. If I'm a player, I'm going, they're not running fast. I kind of wanted to run spread out, run a little tempo. They're not running tempo. They don't take a lot of shots downfield. What what am I going there for? If I'm Perry Thompson, I'm going, they're averaging five yards an attempt passing. That's if am I going to Auburn to do that? I, I'm going to 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 do what? I don't even get to see the scheme not work. So I just – I sure hope that he is trying to just piece together – I feel like he's trying to piece together wins and get to a bowl game. Um, that's what it feels like. And I just – I I mean, I, I don't know, man. If you ask Auburn fans, hey, listen, here's your options. You can go 6-6, six and six, squeak into a bowl game the way that they're trying to do now. 
let's say they beat New Mexico State, Vanderbilt, and Mississippi State. And that's your six wins. They squeak into the whatever bowl and lose. Go six and seven. Or you go five and seven, maybe even four and eight. But you ran your offense completely. You ran tempo. You took shots downfield. You ran your stuff. And you go, we ran our stuff. We're just, we're just not, we don't have the players there. But we ran our stuff. Like we took shots downfield. We ran a fast pace. And it was obvious. That's the scheme. We get it. We just don't have the players. I, I, I don't know. I guess fans would want to brag about going to a bowl. But thinking long term about program building, thinking about the guys that you want to come back in your program. Look, Peyton Thorne has got a decision to make after this year. He could come back. Uh, you got some receivers that could come back. You got players that are going to come back. Why? And but you didn't really run your stuff for a year. And oh, by the way, if you would have run your stuff against LSU, Georgia, Ole Miss, you know, you're kind of saying how they could mix it up in these next few games because the the opponent's different. So maybe they can take different chances or whatever. Well, or run your stuff in the other games, lose them anyway. And then by the time you get to Mississippi State, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, New Mexico State, you've been running your offense. And by the time you get to these opponents, you know it's going to work because you're like, we're running our stuff. It's, we're just playing really good opponents, and it's not, it's not a good matchup because we don't have the players yet. And then get there. And, and now run, keep running your stuff, and it'll start to click. It's a weird strategy to be like, well, we're not going to really run our stuff, but then we're going to wait till the opponent. Now we're now we're going to run our stuff. Well, how many opportunities and reps have you missed to practice it, to get better at, to fail, to succeed in all these other games? And then you can go into these games that are winnable with confidence that you've run all this stuff and now you're ready to roll. You can't just flip the switch on in October, on October at the end of October, and go, oh, we're playing Mississippi State now. Now it's going to work. I will say this um, from a scheme standpoint on, on breaking down some of these plays. Um, if the theory or whatever is true that he freezes Colin Ashford's plays and Philip Montgomery's Colin Thorne's plays. Um, Which means they're practicing like that, by the way. Correct? Yeah, that's, that's what it would probably mean. Like they're probably, they're probably, what are they having? Separate practices? Robbie, you go run your stuff. Peyton, you go run your stuff. And then in the game, we're going to bring it together, and it's going to be magic. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Again, all we can do is theorize here because we don't have answers. Uh, Hopefully he'll give a few um, in in the press conference today. But, um, no, what I was going to say is from a scheme standpoint, when Thorne was in the game, he ran a lot of RPOs. And that's not really – it is the Montgomery thing, but it's – Freeze is the one – that goes, you know, that has to have the RPOs in the offense. Um, I've heard that from more than one person. So, and his own mouth when he said it, you know, in press conferences, I, I got to have more RPOs. You've heard him say that. Well, Campbell. <laughs> yeah, right. He's like Christopher Walken. Uh, anyway. Got to have more RPO. Peyton Thorne ran these to what I would call perfection as far as reading them. And really that all ended up being handoffs. Uh, because they all Miss was in a five-man box, and that's the rule. If you got numbers, then you hand it off. 
so they didn't get everything they wanted from throwing the RPOs, but Peyton Thorne handled it correctly. Uh, you put Robbie Ashford in on a, a third down later in the game, he turns the wrong way on a play. Remember this one? Which one is this? It was later in the game. I think Hunter had like an eight-yard run to make it second and two. And then they put Robbie in, or he, I think he might have been in already. He turns the wrong way to hand it off. Oh, yeah. And uh, then they're at third and eight again, third and nine, third and ten, whatever it was. Uh, I'm with you on, on the quarterback thing. I think Peyton Thorne is, is the better operator of the offense, even with what they're doing on offense. Here's the problem, though, and this is what Auburn fans are, are mad about, and this is what we're kind of riled up about right now, is I think I think your strategy is very clear now, and that's not good. You needed people to think you had a different strategy. I think it's clear that you're scared of doing certain things, and Auburn fans don't um, they don't work that way. Uh, you think about all the games that Auburn has won big time in, in the history of Auburn football. You can go back to the 1900s, I'm sure. Auburn's been an underdog in all those games, pretty much. You could probably find one or two here and there where they were favored by a point or two, but they're, they've been the underdog. They've been seen as an underdog going into a, many an Iron Bowl that they won, you know, 89, 2013. Right, the list goes on, right? You're the underdog right now, and you're acting like it. The thing that made Auburn great over these years, the, the reason why they put all those great games on the on the uh, the video board before the game and they pump people up with it is because Auburn was an underdog, and they never acted like it. They attacked, and you're not attacking right now. And everybody who knows just a little bit about football can see that, and they're upset about it, and they have every single right to be. Period. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, yeah, I don't, I don't disagree. I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty obvious. It's pretty it's clear. Just against Auburn, it's not, it's not the way Auburn folks are. I mean, I, I've said this a bunch of times too. Go back to the Final Four basketball. Okay, Justin, you, you like basketball? Yeah, let's talk basketball. <laughs> Go back to the Final Four when they played Virginia. The opening when they're playing the you know, whatever channel it was on, CBS theme, and they're showing the landscape of the stadium or the Coliseum. Then they go and they show some Virginia fans out there. And they're kind of clapping, you know, cheering, woohoo, yeah. They show the Auburn fans. They look like they're getting ready for a boxing match. They're like punching air. They're just – that's just the difference in what Auburn is and SEC and all this is if you don't come out attacking as a football team and, and the body language is bad and you look like you're beat before you even get started – from a play calling standpoint too, which people don't understand play calling that much, but they can see it. You're making a dangerous mistake. I really believe that. Don't wait till you get your players there. Attack right now. Don't pout because you don't have the players you want. Attack. That's what I'm saying. That that's what I'm saying. Run your stuff. That's why I keep going. Just run run your stuff, man. And let the chips fall where they may. Um look, you heard Lane Kiffin after the game. He said offensively Here's here's one thing to consider. He said offensively, they were being conservative. Yeah. Because he goes now, he he said, because our defense is playing well. I would say because Auburn's offense sucks. 
I'd say both. You know, like he gave credit to his defense, and that's fine. I would say because Auburn's offense is so inept. Either way, they were changing how they so, – so my point is you go, well, our defense – Auburn's defense did play well. They played well. But keep in mind, Ole Miss is being conservative because of how pathetic you were on offense. So, like, again, this keep it close thing, you don't exactly know because you're playing a certain way offensively and that, that – Play your stuff on offense. Maybe you hit a couple of big plays. Maybe you put pressure on the other team. They go, whoa, they're coming out firing tonight. We, 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 probably, need to, we probably need to amp it up a little bit offensively. They're, they're taking some shots. Put some kind of pressure on them. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know what's going to change. Defensively, I thought we thought Auburn was fine. Obviously, they're going to they're gonna break at some point. It was interesting. The touchdown drives came in pairs. So Auburn started the game, gave up two straight touchdown drives, then played really well into the first quarter, second quarter, most of the third quarter, and then turned around and gave up two straight touchdown drives after that. And so they come in pairs, which is interesting. Um, but defense played well, forced a turnover. Once again, set up the offense. Um, against that offense, that's, I thought that's fine. 28 points. Gave up a little bit too much on the ground. Got gashed pretty good on the ground, I thought. Um, but overall played played okay. I thought they played fine. I think I gave them a grade of like a B. Um, uh, I, I thought they did well. The running the running game that they were getting they get run on a little bit. But Ole Miss is is pretty good at running the football. Um, so I, no big complaints there. It was nice to see Keontae Scott back out there. Um, nice to see Austin Keys back out there getting involved. Um, you can see those two guys, if they're healthy, they can make a difference, um, especially yeah. Keys. Um, and Keontae can just do so much. I find it interesting that the, the the language used on those guys when they got hurt was indefinitely. Mm-hmm. And now they're back. Uh, and there's still a lot of season left. So, besides yeah. Keontae, <laughs> is it possible? He's back a little sooner than we think. Yeah, you never know. Of course, Keontae didn't practice. Yeah, well, he's out there in a sling. Keontae, though, that surgery, man, you know, you can come back in four weeks. Keys is probably the one that was back. I think Keys probably could have gone another week, but he was like, let me back, let me back, let me back, let me back. Um, He had to play with Ole Miss. Yeah, yeah, he wanted to play against that one. He's got a little beef with Kiffin, evidently, as we saw on Twitter. Yeah, that's just nonsense. Um, how How embarrassing. To retweet a, a, a student athlete, like it's just a joke. That's just thing. Um, it's, emba- it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing, but he he does a lot of embarrassing things. So um, <laughs> there's no surprise there. So I don't know where does Auburn go from here. You've got Mississippi State, Vanderbilt, Arkansas. We know what we know what lies ahead. All winnable games, but the way Auburn's played offensively, all losable games. If you go out there and, and you play like that offensively, if you don't change some things. Um, you know, Mississippi State's coming off a, a seven to three <laughs> win at Arkansas, in which Arkansas fires their OC. State is, um, you know, it's a winnable game for Auburn, but you play like that offensively, and it'll be close. And if it's close, who knows? Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt's got some capabilities offensively. You go in there, in Nashville, in a couple weeks, and it's chilly and it's cold, and 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 you mess around on offense. That'll be a close game. And then you can say what you want about Arkansas firing Dean Enos. That's fine. They still got KJ Jefferson back there and Rocket Sanders. And that's enough to make some plays and potentially beat Auburn too. So Auburn's offense is so poor 
that these are more these are more definitely winnable games, but they're they're losable games too because Auburn's offense has been so bad. So I, take nothing for granted. Um, it does feel like they got to beat Mississippi State to go to a bowl game. That puts them at four. New Mexico State's five. You still have to get another one. You don't beat State, then you. I mean Alabama. That you you can't expect that. You're going to have to win Vanderbilt and Arkansas, and it's just a tough. That's just a tall task. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. <clears throat> we'll see what Hugh Freeze says. Probably a lot more of the, the similar. I don't know. Are we bouncing around? Like I, you know, I, I don't know. I don't think we're going to get any definitive answers other than just more a little, lot of head head hanging and um, <clears throat> you know, we got to figure out critical downs, which is what we heard going into LSU. We got to figure out critical downs. We spent all this time on critical downs, and they are literally no better. Um. I think I, I wrote about it in three, two, one on Sunday. In conference play, in conference play, I think they're twelve of fifty-three on third down. I will to say, put another way is to put another way, forty-one opportunities on third down that you didn't convert. Just think about that in four games. Forty-one different plays, forty-one different opportunities, different chances on third down that you failed to convert 41 in just the last four games. That is a ton of opportunities to move the chains that you are missing. Ton. I will say um, this. It's another huge recruiting weekend. Um, and the scaredness or fearfulness, whatever you want to call it, when the, when they're calling the offense, is not there in recruiting. They're not scared. They are going toe-to-toe with the Giants so to speak, and uh, they're making some things happen. Um, so I, I don't, you know, you, you, it's more of an actions. Uh, actions speak louder than words, so I know for sure by the actions, uh, your focus right now is on recruiting. And look, um, a year ago, every Auburn fan was in turmoil because the head coach wouldn't recruit. So, yes, I agree. There needs to be a happy medium somewhere. But this is where we are right now. And uh well, <laughs> so it is. And I'll end on this and I wrote about it on Sunday. <clears throat> Recruit and I made sure when I wrote my three two one, I started with the recruiting success. I said, Look, yep. everybody knew this was gonna take time. Hugh Freeze will get his time. Recruiting is going pretty well. They've they've got a chance to to challenge for top ten. Don't know if they'll get there, but they got a chance to get there. They're still just at sixteen commits. So they're they got there's still room to grow. Um, it's a good class. They're off to a really good class, really good start in 25. But but what's happening on offense is not part of the deal. You, like it's just not. There's enough talent there to be better than what they're showing. Nobody's asking you to go out there and look like LSU or Oregon, but don't look like Iowa. How about that? You know what I mean? Like, do you realize they're averaging five yards pass per temp, and that is Almost the worst number in Power 5 football. That's ahead of Iowa. I think they're right there with Minnesota. That's atrocious. That's pathetic. There's no excuse for that. There's better athletes on the field. And you're, and you're, and you got you, you got Philip Montgomery, you got people there with, with brains, offensive brains. That's not part of the deal. I don't, you don't get to say talent gap with what we're watching on offense. That's not talent gap because I'm seeing things that aren't schemed. Where's the tempo? Where's the where's the shots? Where, I'm not seeing the scheme. If if I said everything they're doing is freezes offense, but the talent's not there, cool. But we're not even seeing that. 
we're seeing this wishy-washy stuff where I bet you Peyton Thorne and Robbie are in there going, just play one of us. My gosh. Like, Peyton yeah. and Robbie are probably like, just, I don't even care anymore. Play Robbie. I'm tired of going in and out. It makes me look like a fool, and it's hard for me to operate. It's hard for him to operate. <clears throat> I wouldn't be surprised if they're on the same page on that, going, guys, look. I, Robbie's like, look, I'll play. If you want my package, whatever. But the back and forth makes it just we, neither of us can get anything going this way. Yeah, no, they're, they're frustrated. They're bad frustrated. Yeah. Uh, that's very obvious, too. Actions, again. <laughs> well, we'll see how it goes. Um We'll see what Heath Freeze has got to say. Tons of recruiting coverage, as Cole mentioned, on AuburnLive.com. So go read that. That's encouraging. Read for the future. We can do two things at both. We can think about the future and be positive, and you can be encouraged with what you see. And you can also be critical of what you're seeing on the field. Don't don't. People are going too far questioning Hugh Freeze. We're not there yet. Recruiting's going well. The offense is a mess. Two separate things that we can talk about and be encouraged and also be bothered by both things we're seeing. Um, so go read all that stuff, recruiting coverage at AuburnLive.com, football coverage. We'll have plenty of stuff from Hugh Freeze Monday, players on Tuesday, Hugh Freeze again on Wednesday. So we'll have all that good stuff as Auburn prepares for Mississippi State. Um, and we'll see. We'll see if they can get on the board in the SEC. They are still winless. Got to get on the board. For, lost four straight. Got to get on the board against State on Saturday. Um, all right. Appreciate everybody for joining us. Um. Oh, we'll do. Uh, you know how I forgot to talk about Dadgummit. I forgot to talk about our friends at Game Time. Let's talk about that. Um, in a couple. Of, well, Zach drew up the. Let's talk about it now. <laughs> they, they normally so, so Game Time. They normally want us to talk about it earlier in the show. But listen, Auburn's offense is a mess. I got to talk about Auburn's offense. We got to get into that, right? Um, listen, if you need a last minute ticket for Mississippi State on Saturday, uh, go to GameTime.co. They have awesome deals. Go use the promo code War Eagle. Um, 20 bucks off. Uh, great, great app. Great website for last minute ticket deals. They'll match 110% of the difference. If you find cheaper tickets somewhere else, you can go to them. You can say, hey, uh, I found a cheaper ticket somewhere else. They'll hook you up. Go check out gametime.co, please, uh, and check them out, uh, as well as our uh, session, our sponsor uh, of the show, Session Cocktail Downtown Auburn. Uh, 